Hello, podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I'm your host, Corbin Johnson. And this weekend, I had the opportunity to playtest my latest Shakedown app and wanted to run by my listeners. Just uh, some interesting feedback I got and some ideas on how I might improve Shakedown in the future. So you're saying, well, geez, he's spending a lot of time on Shakedown, but he's not producing any episodes. Well, this is very true. So, uh, as I've said in the past, it's really hard to get four people together, let alone five, because I've got a host. So I, um, yeah, I I still don't have a fix for that. I hope people like to play Shakedown. I have no idea. So hopefully they do, and hopefully we can get some people together and play Shakedown sometime. So... So I've rewritten Shakedown in Python wrapper using Kivi. Uh, it's called Kivi. I've probably said Kivi in the past. And I've been able to update the voice I used for reading the, the uh, question value and, if, and, and all the points and all that. And I've updated how, how the uh, time is relayed to the listener. Uh, there's some improvements I need to do there. I noticed that during our playtest, so I got three people together. We went and saw a baseball game, and that was fun. We came back and did this. So I just sat down, gave everyone a few packs for playing, and just had some fun uh, so I could learn what's wrong with Shakedown, especially this app, and see what I can do to make it better. So, so anyway, so I've got I've got three guys there. We play an abbreviated form of the game. Find out that whenever I, I have my app saying how much time is left at occasional moments during the game, so at 90 seconds and 45 seconds, and then a countdown from 10 and whatnot. Sometimes it would repeat numbers. Sometimes it wouldn't say all the numbers, and I don't know why. I'm just gonna have to fix it. So that was that was something good to find. I was unable to display a question for the first player, and that's very bad. So I was able to fix that. That's that's good. And so, yeah, you don't want to hear about all the bugs that I found in my program. What you want to hear about is what's the future of Shakedown. So I've increased the round limits to three minutes. I've increased the number of questions a player can get incorrect in the final round so that it's a little bit more... It's a little longer and a little more enjoyable to see, you know, to truly compete for who should be the champion. So the player trailing will now have to get two incorrect to lose, and the player who's in the lead will have to get three incorrect to lose, so instead of one and two. So that's nice. And so those are some basic cosmetic changes, but I have I have a bold vision based on the feedback from one of the playtesters, and uh, uh, his name's Eric, and I, th- I thank him for his very, very insightful ideas. And his first concern was that since... So I've, I've also streamlined how we decide if a player is the best player, and that is that it's the most correct answers minus, sort of, minus a, a percentage equal to the amount of time spent over the round 
total time. So if you spend 90 seconds, then out of 180 seconds, then and you got five correct, your rank would be 4.5. So, yeah, uh, anyway. So, basically, if you got the most correct, you are in the lead, and the second most correct. If there's a tie, then it's the player who spent the least amount of time answering questions, all questions, right or wrong. So, anyway, he suggested that the, the way I do it right now is it's the amount of time includes how much time it takes for me to read plus the amount of time it takes, takes for you to answer. And that's inherently unfair. I can't read every question properly. I, I did have a hope that, although I might screw up on one of your questions, a later question might take less time, and then that would even out. But inherently, that is unfair, and it's possible that if a tie arises, someone will get eliminated who shouldn't. So I think what I'm going to do is have the computer read the questions and it should be very easy to know when the computer has finished reading the question and start the time then. That's pretty good. The problem right there is Star Trek's full of very weird words and whatnot so I'll have to beforehand have a copy of the question that's phonetically spelled for weird words and then to make sure it's still more fair, I need to display the question to the player as it's being asked. So that raises some other questions. How am I going to display the question to the player, and how will I make sure that the player doesn't answer before the question's reading has finished? So my interesting solution to this will be I should be able to use JavaScript and WebSockets to display the question to all players, or just that player, or whoever. And then, to solve the other problem, my thought was, for the rounds that don't... the rounds that... all the rounds except the last round, we could... I'm going to make it so that every question is multiple choice. Two answers, a right one and a wrong one, a true and a false, if you will. Not, they don't have to be true-false, but it can be two or three, what is the attribute on blah. And then I'll, I'll display buttons to that player, but those buttons won't display until the question is done reading. And then they'll click the one that they believe is correct, and they'll have to, because it's an audio show, I'll have to insist that players answer verbally as well. And I may have a rule that says if you don't answer verbally as well, then maybe you get a penalty or maybe your clock will continue running until you actually say something. That's a little harder to automate. In fact, I'm, it's not impossible, but I would be hard-pressed to find a way to do it given my technology. So I can either eliminate those buttons and just tell the player, don't answer until I'm done reading or the computer's done reading, or I can keep the buttons in and then we'll go from there. I'm not sure which way to go with that. The buttons also help in that a button click is more accurate from the player than a button click from me saying that they're correct or incorrect. That way I also can't screw up by clicking incorrect when they're correct and vice versa. The computer will determine that. So I think the buttons are going to stay, but if they don't verbally say that the answer I may, I may have the computer, well, not always have a computer read, I can't do that either. They'll just have to say it, and if they don't, then I'll penalize them in some way. That's kind of not fun, but I think it's probably the best solution for these problems. 
So I'm excited that... Oh, I forgot to mention that the questions, as I had written them, were pretty hard. Um, out of a total of 75 possible points the players could have pl scored on our just test playing, they scored 16. That's, that's actually pretty good uh, compared to what happened in the first episode that we, we, that we had done. But 16 out of 75... I know it's probably better than the other show that's very similar to this one. But by making it multiple choice, if a player guesses, then maybe it's more possible that there'll be higher scores. And it does differentiate Shakedown from another game that it's very similar to. So I think it's an interesting twist that isn't a bad idea. And then I, my thinking is that for the final round, I will have the two remaining players answer open-ended questions. I mean, questions with actual answers, but not, not give them multiple choice answers to those questions. So that way, they can hem and haw a little bit, and it's a little more dramatic, and it's a better test of a player's ability, even though I think that a coin toss, the, doing, as long as... I mean, I can't say for sure that two given two answers, the correct answer will be chosen 50 or more percent of the time, that sort of thing. I, you know, uh, as far as fairness and, you know, standardized testing, I mean, that's a whole other thing, is inherently biased in many, many ways. Um, and I, I'm, not, I'm not going to be terribly worried about that for this game show. It's, it's you know, again, this is for fun. And uh, maybe this will evolve into a greater format that can that can be used in communities other than Star Trek. I don't know, but if if indeed there is a player on the show who just really doesn't know his trivia, at least he's got a 50/50 shot. And I, I still think though that the best player will have a better shot because they'll spend less time mulling over the answers, and they'll spend more time looking at the answer, going, oh yes, very much so that Neelix's subtitle is morale officer and not straightforward engineer or something, and then they'll, they'll click that, so, anyway, this, I, I remember, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but this raises an interesting opportunity to write a question generator as well, and I should be able to either take the text of all the cards uh, Eric has offered to give me that, or just backwards engineer the Lackey database, make a question generator, and somehow come up with an interesting way to do a multiple choice generator as well. If the question is something like, what is Neelix's subtitle? That's not something that's very easy to automate in terms of a, 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 another subtitle for them. I'll either have to do that by hand, or pick another subtitle and maybe, uh, you know, maybe keep randomly generating one and I'll just say, no, this one's bad, this one's bad, this one's bad, this one's bad, until one comes up. I don't know. Uh, but icon questions, number questions, skill questions, like actual skills on a personnel, those should be trivial to generate with a question generator. Anything more interesting than that and maybe I'll want to interject a more interesting question, maybe one in every some number of questions. I might have to still write by hand. But at least 
a majority of the work can be done automated, and that'll help me be able to produce the show faster rather than me spending most of my time writing questions. Plus, I'm busy with other things, of course. So I'm, I'm very excited for the future of Shakedown. I hope that it catches on with, uh, with players wanting to play on it. Again, it's, it's me offering you an incentive to just hang out with four other guys for a half hour and just either be good at trivia or not and maybe win some prizes. So if you're interested in being a contestant on Shakedown, of course, you can call 267-CALL-CPJ or just send me a PM on the boards, CorbyQ27. You know, anything, just drop me a line saying, hey, I'm interested, and then, you know, I like to tape on weekends, but weeknights are not out of the question. And if your player group wants to be on the show, you and three of your friends wants to be on the show, drop me a line, and I'll be happy to see what I can do. All right, so excited for the future of Shakedown. I think there's a lot of cool things going down. So I'll end it here and say thanks for listening. This is Corbin Johnson saying so long, and thanks for all the trends. I'm going to